0: listening to the modesty awkward podcast with your host francis Armin. take a seat and enjoy listening to different life experiences testimonies and learning to live a life pleasing to jesus christ now here's your host Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Modestly Awkward. I'm your host, Francis Armand. And today, well, we know we always have a special guest, but this one is very special. In my heart, I just found out about him and I follow him now every Sunday during his Sunday morning devotional power on Facebook. Um, so I'm going to introduce to you DJ So Fresh, aka Mr. Juan Garcia. Say hello to everyone.
1: Yes, hello everyone. Hopefully, everyone is doing well during this great season that we are encountering.
0: Isn't it great? Oh. Listen, I'm
1: I'm, I'm going to say it's great because everyone is learning more about themselves than ever before. You know, so they're learning uh, new things about themselves, whether it's learning how to develop a new business, a new tool, what the fact that they can actually work from home, how much they probably do love their kids or how much they're probably trying to get rid of their kids right away <laughs> with being a stay at home parent. So you have to be a parent, be a teacher and work while being a husband or a wife at the same time. That's a lot.
0: It is a lot, but no, I do agree with you. Um, The Lord has really blessed during this season. So no complaints, no complaints at all. So for those that don't know who you are, Juan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Oh, yes. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. My background, though, is Dominican, both parents. Originally DJing, I started uh, about to be now 11 years on August 15th. Um, And the way it began was... I didn't have a thought, actually, of becoming a DJ, to be honest. Um, It just so happened that I had a laptop. And at the time, I used to go to uh, these bowling parties that my DJ manager um, would throw in Queens. And I said, let me try it out, you know, give me a chance. And all of a sudden, I fell in love with music. And from there, things just started to expand and expand. And I told myself, okay, I'm not going to do this past seven years. And now I'm at year 11.
0: Wow, congratulations. And yeah. for those who are listening, I grew up just loving music period. My mom put me in dance school. So I was just like in African, ballet, jazz. And when I got saved, the love of music was still there. So I really appreciate your sets. Like every time I listen to it, because I feel like you play every every age, I guess, age range from my grandmother's time to what young people are listening to now. So I really appreciate it. I think that's why I was just like, oh, every Sunday I got to set my alarm <laughs> to kind of tune in so I can be ready for service for virtual service. So what made you decide to become a DJ? Like, was it just like one day you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, you, um, did you have a mentor? Who were who the people that you look up to? like, And then also, oh, where do you fellowship?
1: Oh, so to answer that question, I fellowship at New Day Christian Fellowship, which is located in Jamaica, Queens. And my bishop is none, my pastor is none other than Bishop Julius Anthony Sloan, um, who right now is actually doing a Tuesday teaching virtually, teaching the saints of God, where he just gives, uh, you know, just a quick encouraging word um, every Tuesday. And uh, what to answer your first question, I didn't really have a mentor to be honest the way I actually learned more so about like I I always love music one thing about music I realize is that there's always a music for the moment meaning you will no matter what moment you're in there will be a song that will fit that moment and you know I love to dance and I said man I I just like different styles of music especially salsa salsa I love dancing salsa music and Long behold, uh, I started going to different events where my friends who were DJs will go to. And if they weren't DJing, I would just go with other friends to different parties and watch, how, watch and hear how the DJ DJs and what they say on the microphone. And based upon the interaction with the crowd, what they were saying, what they weren't saying, how the crowd was reacting, you could say I was kind of doing my homework. So when I decided to now put myself out there on Front Street, I already learned what were the good uh, good things to do and the things that I shouldn't do because I realized it doesn't work with this crowd. But then I realized it may not have worked with the crowd probably because the way the DJ maybe have worded their phrase or what they have said. So when I started going to different events, I said, OK, I said, well, you know, let me give it a shot. And I literally I remember I started off with the iPod. Mm-hmm. Yes, an iPod that's telling my age already. We're going back <laughs> to iPod and um and house speakers. I didn't even have a DJ system, nothing. And when I tell you these little functions would be almost like a, on a party party level, I said, Okay, so then I said, Okay, let me now purchase a laptop. And I purchased a laptop with the house speakers. And I remember I had one embarrassing moment that told me, If you're gonna to do this. You have to do this for real. And that was, at DJ, one of my friends, baby showers. And it was at a big place. She was probably expecting 150 people, but wow. I'm coming with a sound system that was probably only good for 25 people, let's say. And I remember somebody said, oh, crank it up, crank it up. Me being naive, I cranked it up, but he was just trying to see how loud it could go just to let her know, listen, you got to get somebody else. And within 30 minutes, my speakers blew out. So, they had to go get an actual DJ with an actual sound system and bring him in. And from that day on, I told myself, if you're going to do this, you're going to do this for real. So, my first official day that I purchased actual DJ equipment, I remember I went to Sam Ash on Queens Boulevard. I spent $2,000 on a full DJ system. And from that day, which was on Saturday, August 15, 2009, that's the day that I said I've officially declared myself to be DJ So Fresh.
0: Wow. That's the journey. But I'm happy that you didn't give up and you continued on with it. For those who are listening, Mr. Garcia is also a minister of the word. So when you listen to him, if you ever have to listen to him on, on Sunday, he also, even though while he's DJing, he also encouraged people just with different inspirations. So I wanted to ask you because it's rare, because you're so young, and sometimes doing doing devotion, especially us young people, we tend to go for what's what's trendy. But you tend to play a lot of like the old school music. Like, why do you why do you play that? Why do you want to keep that alive, alive and going?
1: Because I realize you can never forget about the foundation music. That is, you know, those old school devotional songs that I. I realized those are songs that no matter what moment you're in, they're going to encourage you because even us who are, you know, we would say the the, the millennials per se, we grew up on those songs, not because we more so hurt, not more so because we heard it in the church. It was because we heard our parents singing it while they were making pancakes or they were sweeping um, at night or they were mopping the kitchen. So we remember those songs because those are the songs that our parents were singing. And then we went to church. We already knew those songs because of our parents. And I realized that, you know, nothing against the songs of today, but sometimes those songs are back in the days, they just have words that mm-hmm. would just resonate in your spirit, that it could be the most simplest words like, Lord, I just want to thank you. And they repeated three times. Why you want to be thankful? I want to thank you for being so good to me. That right there can just take you to another level when you realize how good has God has been to you that you just want to be thankful.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. And so I'm telling you, this is what you're going to get Sunday morning. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) so let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yes. Now I know as a minister of the word, I know people might hold you to a higher standard and that's just anyone who's in leadership. How do you separate what you're doing from the world per se and holiness?
1: The way I separate myself and my mother has always told me this quote, which is to whom much is given, much is required. And I've realized that, as I say on Sundays, I'm not a a preaching DJ. I'm just, I'm a minister before I DJ. So no matter what, I always remember that my calling will always be number one. I just realized that in this other gift that God has given me, because to me, DJing is a gift. I'm able to minister to people no matter exactly where I'm at. And I've learned that even though I may be in a certain setting, it does not mean that I have to participate with what other people may be doing that I feel may hinder my spirit. Because just because what, what may be weak for you may not be my weak area. So I don't like to, uh, how can I say, tell somebody, oh, you shouldn't do this, even though I'm doing it, because I just feel, once again, you have to know exactly where you stand at in God. Mm -hmm. And once you know where you stand at in God and your relationship with God, you know exactly what's your strong area, what's your weak area, what's your area of improvement. And you know, one thing we've heard our parents always say, you know, you don't play with fire because you're going to get burned. Yes. So I've always learned never put myself in a in a situation that you know there's a possibility or even a stronger possibility that you may fall into it because that is just your weak area.
0: Okay. Now what type of events do you you typically work at?
1: Typically, honestly, are weddings.
0: Okay. Okay. And which is a beautiful thing. You know, I love weddings myself because that's just to see just the union, the celebration. And I guess maybe in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is what God ordained. And it's always just so fulfilling to be part of something like that. So I think that's, that's also a blessing within itself that you're able yes. to celebrate with others. And one thing that I know you had mentioned with me just in a conversation is the type of music that you play. Um, yes. I know you were saying that in reference to like proms. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, Thank yes. You? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. So um, regarding the music, um, I do play all styles of music. And the reason I say I play all styles of music is because money is universal. So there's no such thing as hip hop money. There's no such thing as R&B money. Money is universal. Therefore, I want to be universal in my style of music. So that way, there's no way that a client can say, oh, no, well, being that you don't play this style of music, I can't hire, you know, we're not going to do that. Mm-mm. Uh, we got bills that we got to pay. So mm-hmm. I like to play all styles of music. Uh, when it comes to even music, even more so, my, make sure that my music is clean. And it's this This at times even happens at um, proms or even, you know, even school functions with kids because kids know all the words, whether it's clean or it's explicit, they know all the words. Sure. And I remember there was a uh, school event. I was DJ and the principal of the school came to me and said, oh, can you play clean music? Mind you, the song was already clean. What happened is that the kids were saying every word of the song and the principal thought that I was playing the explicit. I said, no, these are your kids. (laughs) These are your kids that are saying these. So, you know, and and I look at that like, wow, you know, just imagine if I did play the explicit song, which I know I wouldn't because I just can't, I can't, I always think about it. Like would I want my kids hearing this style of song. Like I always put myself in those situations. Um, and I wouldn't want my kids, even if they know the, all the words or not, I'm not going to want somebody to, you know, feed that, feed it, feed that to them. But, um, you know, I've learned to just keep my music clean and because whether it's an older, a older person, a person in their twenties or in their teens. You just want to make sure that everybody is comfortable. You know, I've done events where the music is strictly, you know, hip hop, R and B, span. There's no gospel, but I keep it clean because I don't want to offend nobody. I know, you know, there's a there's an older uh, older woman in the house, but I know on the other side there's a bishop. I know at this table is somebody in their twenties that want to hear ratchet music, but I know there's somebody else in the corner that they just want to hear maybe Spanish music. So I always try to keep all these things in mind but at the same time appease everybody because my job as a DJ is to cater to everyone. Even if it's for five minutes, at least those five minutes you felt good because at least you heard something that pleased your ears versus, well, I mean, I went there, but I, I didn't, I, I didn't like it. I, the DJ play played for me and the DJ ain't played nothing I wanted. And I don't, you know, you can't, you can't please everybody, but at least I try my best to do so.
0: Yes. Yeah. So how do you feel about Christians going to the club? Should we be going to the club? Should we be dropping it low? Listen, (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I will say this. Everybody has a moment. And I learned not to judge people on their moments because I know for a fact I have have my own moments. Um, Now, as far as going to a club, you know, that is so tricky. And the reason I'm going to say it's tricky is because of this. And I've explained it to, to, you know, some of my friends who, when I became a minister, they literally asked me certain questions. Well, now that you're now that you're a minister and a DJ, you know how are you gonna do this? And I explained it to them. And if you remember, Jesus went to parties. Jesus was at, you know, parties, but he didn't really partake in everything that they were doing. Now, as far as a club, to me, a club is what I call an established party. That's what that is. Why? Because it's guaranteed to be open on these days, at these times, a DJ is going to be there, people are going to be there partying. And to me, I look at it like, and it's just me, and this is just my mentality. I know people may see it different, but going to a club is almost no different from you going to a family function. Want to know why? Because there's going to be people there. There's going to be a DJ. There may be drinks there or not. So, you know, it's it's to me, it's just one location, a club. It's just an established location. While if you're having a family function, it's just something that's going to happen that one day and that's it. Now, if not everybody can handle a club. And the reason that it is because it may take them back to where they used to be. They don't want to be put around people. Let's just say are drinking because maybe they have maybe they had an addiction that they came over. it. So I always tell people learn how to not put yourself in certain situations where you feel you're going to stumble and you're going to fall. Yes, we're not perfect. However, the Bible says that just because everything is permissible does not mean that it's beneficial.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: just because you feel that you can go, the question is, how is that, how is that going to benefit you? How is that going to benefit your spirit? But sometimes even in a natural sense, I tell people before you do something, think about what is this going to do for my life? Is this going to build my credit score? Is it going to put money in my pocket? Is this going to better my life? So I tell people always try to think before you do, because then you can actually get the most biggest overall scope. You know, some people feel that they need the music. Good. then guess what? Have a house party. All you need is just you, good music, and a good time, and that's it all, oh, but I need to go out. Okay, then, then get a couple of friends and, and meet somewhere. But I tell people, don't put yourself in a situation where you feel it's you're, you're not gonna be comfortable. The last thing I want is for somebody to be, to put their own selves in an uncomfortable position. For the last two years, I celebrated my DJ anniversary at a lounge. And I've had people, saved and not saved, Come and the reason why they came is be- primarily is because they came to support. Yeah, you know. So you know, it's just and that's another thing too. What what is what is the intention of why you're going? You know, are you just going because you know you just want to have a good time? Are you going because you just you know you are trying to slide you know in somebody's DMs? Or are you going on a date? Like you know what what is the purpose? What are the reasons of it? So you know the people who came out that was there probably one time that they ever been at that st- establishment. But they came just off the strength of, well, I know him. i know known him for years. He goes to my church. So guess what? I'm going to go and support him. And that's what they did. I think they, 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 they did dance, but they didn't, you know, hang off the of chandeliers.
0: <laughs> 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 I, guess my, I guess in my mind, I'm thinking of, because my family functions, yes, they do. They do drink and dance. But I always feel like it's a little bit different at an actual club club. Well, we're from New York City, so I don't know how it right. is other places, but I just know in New York, the club scene is is intense. So that's my family functions. I don't think... Sometimes, I mean, unless you have that uncle, because you always have that one uncle.
1: That one uncle that, that one says, uncle, look, yes. ju- look, here, look here, Junior, you ain't got nothing on this. All right, uncle, all right.
0: <laughs> so, so just think about it. It's an environment full of that one uncle. And I guess that's what I'm talking about, because certain... Certain places where it's like you have the drugs, you have the alcohol, you have the just strongly public display of an affection without saying exactly what I mean, but just think very strongly. So right. those are the types of like clubs. I mean, lounge is a little bit different because it's a little bit chill. You can eat at a lounge. You can have conversations, like actually sit down. But I'm talking about like the dance club, the dance club where, you know that okay, you're gonna be dancing, they're gonna play all types of music. Most of it is gonna be the is gonna be cursing, there's gonna be alcohol. I mean, things that like if you you were to if you were in there and you were think you were to think, Lord, if you were coming today, would I leave like that type of club?
1: Got it. You know what is it? Because with me, I've never put myself in that predicament
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I know who I am. Yeah. So it's certain, like there's certain invites that I've gotten and um, I've declined because I know the type of establishment it is. Or I've gotten just a weird feeling that I've backed out last minute. You know, all of a sudden my stomach hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to save myself, <laughs> um, because, you know, you get that weird feeling and it's just it's just not comfortable. The worst thing to do is be on a road and or at an establishment and you realize, you know what? I should have never came. I should have just stood home. You know, I've I've reached establishments where they don't they don't let me in. They fill to capacity. And all I'm thinking in my head is, all right, Lord, there's gotta be you because you almost you must not want me in there for a reason. Now what I do, I come right back home. So most of the most of the locations that I go to are lounge settings because I know what to expect there versus mm-hmm. an actual club like you said, that most of the music is let's just say what it is grinding music. You see the drugs, you see the alcohol, you see the large display of affection. And, you know, so I learned not to put myself in those places because I just know for a fact who I am. And my first thing that I always remember is that before I became, and that's true, before I even became a DJ, I became a, well, first I became a DJ, but I know for a fact that ministry is a higher calling than DJing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, it is. The next question I have, um, because we're young and sometimes as Christians, I guess, depending on where you are, some people might think just because you enjoy serving the Lord, you enjoy going to church, that you might not have a balanced life. And Mm. I'm still trying to figure out what does that mean? (laughs) So, because I always feel I, in my mind, it was the, it says that the Lord chooses you and then you make that choice to accept him so it's how you choose to continue that relationship so i always wonder what does that mean to have a balanced life so what does that mean to you as far as having a balanced life because dj is your job like you go there you do your work and then when you're done you pack up your equipment and you go home but does that make you balanced because you have that type of job what what to you what do you define as a balanced life as a christian
1: that's a good question. To have a balanced life as a Christian, I feel it's to it's to always remember that yes, you do love the Lord, but you also have to learn that part of you, you're human. So you have to learn how to develop or find some type of fun that on the human side you enjoy, but on the spirit side, it doesn't you don't destroy your spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing about us as a Christian, like we have to look at it on a twofold sense. What can I do that I enjoy as a person, but on the other end, it does not hinder my spirit. It doesn't kill my spirit. It doesn't make God look at me like, wait, that's what we're doing now? <laughs> wait, are you, that's what you want to do now? You know, so we have to learn how to find that balance. And for me, I'm going to be honest, DJing is is that balance for me. You know, people, I've DJ so much that people don't even know that I have a nine to five job. That's how much I DJ on weekends. And I tell people, no, I do have a nine to five. I just DJ usually Fridays or Saturdays, some Sundays, maybe during the week, depending the type of event it is and who it's for. Because I don't just say yes to every event. I I can't do that. Why? Because I just know for a fact that I need to also find a balance on the human side of me, just mentally and physically, because I don't want to wear myself out. If I wear myself out, then when it comes to, let's say, the Sunday devotion, I don't have that full energy because I've worn myself out to DJing when I realized that God has given me this uh, Sunday devotion, virtual devotion, that it feeds the people and it gives the people. So I have all these things in mind, but I learned that I just don't want to now folk focus- I don't want to leave my job and then just do DJing because then what happens is DJing, which is fun for me now becomes work. So now if I have work and there's no fun, then there's no balance. So you have to learn how to just, yes, you have, yes, you have to work, but you also have to have fun. Yes. But while having fun, don't kill your spirit. So you have to have all these things in mind. And that's why with some people say, oh, this Christian thing is, is too hard. It's really not hard. It's just, we just sometimes think too much and think overboard.
0: I agree. Oh, okay. I have one more question and then I won't take any more of your time. Oh, one more. more. One more. One more. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, what would you, what advice would you give to a young person who's interested in performing arts? And I say performing arts because it might not be someone who's who's interested in DJing. It could be someone who wants to dance professionally, or mm-hmm. someone who's a painter or an actor. And they they might have that struggle because we are the light of the world. And I truly believe the Lord would place in place people everywhere. Um, but sometimes people do struggle because they want to be pleasing to the Lord, but they have this talent and they might not know what they should do with it because of their conviction. So what, what advice would you give to them?
1: Oh, that's a good question. If something just came to my mind, which is actually probably, I'm definitely going to share the first advice I would give them is to no matter what their thoughts and feelings are, always give it to the Lord. And the reason I say that is because I remember when I first started DJing, well, I didn't really start a DJing. I started going to events that, like I said, my other friends would DJ. And I would literally ask these quote unquote friends, because you realize, I mean, you would think that because you're friends and they know what you want to do, they know what you want to become, that they would assist you or give you an opportunity And I would ask them, like, yo, let me, you know, DJ for 10 minutes. Oh, no, son, it's all right. And that's because they have never heard me. So they never wanted to give me a chance. But I've learned that the reason why I could not become too comfortable depending on people and their setting is because these DJs that I would ask assistance for, they were known for DJing just in clubs, DJing just in sports bars and, and things of that nature. And I realized that because God created me the way he wanted in his image. It wasn't for me to become comfortable in DJing at those locations because he separated me for a purpose. So that's why you don't really find me DJing at these clubs and these venues. You really find me DJing in what's celebrated of what God created, which was for man and woman to unite. Yeah. So that's why it is crazy because now I'm looking at it like those are most of the functions I've DJed. Like within the last three years, I've DJed 64 weddings.
0: Wow, that's a blessing. It it it
1: is, and I re- and I'm I'm as I'm talking to you, I'm realizing this that that's why those are most of the functions that I I DJ more than any more than baby showers, more than more than kids parties, more than more than anything else. The most event that I DJ for the last three years, every year has always been weddings, which is celebrating love, which is celebrating what God has put together. So. The advice I would give them is that no matter what feeling or whatever thought they may have, the first thing is to always give it to the Lord, talk to the Lord. And second thing is be patient because God will open the right door for you. Like I said, I started DJing, it was in 2009. My business really did not take off, honestly, until 2017. We're talking about an eight year difference that I had to really wait for this business that God has given me to actually grow. And blow up that now for the last three years, I've DJed more in the last three years than I did in the first seven years. Why? Because I waited on God to open these doors. So it's just, it's a blessing, honestly.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. And Juan, I'm just happy that you said yes to this interview. And I know it was meant for you, for me to talk to you today. Now, for those who, who are listening, how can they... Find you, and you have to wait because I'm trying to have him do one of my functions. <laughs> so you have to wait online, but how can they find you?
1: Yeah, so they can find me on uh, any social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or my website. Um, it's www.djsofresh.com. Now, fresh is Is with three S's. The reason why it's with three S's is because I'm all about success. And the word success starts with one S and ends with two S's. Therefore, when you book me for your event, it's gonna be successful from beginning to the end.
0: Wow, I love that plug. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: so on instagram uh, dj so fresh uh, dj s o f r e s s s h on uh facebook have my fan page i don't like calling it a fan page but that's really what they call it it's dj so fresh and my website um www.djsofresh.com
0: And then Sunday mornings, what time should they be logging in on Facebook?
1: Sunday morning. Listen, I know it might be a struggle for some people, but listen, outside is not even open. So you can't say you was out all night. I mean, even though some people say that, but 8 a.m. on my Facebook page, uh, we have Sunday morning devotion for just one hour. It's the Sunday morning devotional power hour. I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed by it. I'm not saying that because I do it. I'm saying it because God directs it. And I just flow with it. And it's truly been a blessing. This was supposed to just be a one-time thing. It was not supposed to happen again. God gave me the inspiration. And on one when somebody said, I think you should do this next week, I said, okay, we'll give it another try. And we've been doing this now since the third Sunday in May. And I'm not going to stop until God said so. Even if church is open and people start going, I'm still going to do this 8 a.m. in the morning. It encourages me. And it will encourage you as well.
0: I am a witness. You will be encouraged. I, I, yes. I, I, I'm going to share a testimony with you. Last Sunday was well, Saturday night. For some reason, I just could not sleep at all. And I, I mean, I was up the whole night. And so at, oh, wow. and I was up and I was listening to, I was listening to your devotional power and you were talking about victory and you was like, if you're in. And then you just stop. He was like, "If you laying on your bed, I need you to put your foot on the, your feet on the floor and just just dance and give the Lord the victory." And I tell you, I did mm. that, and as soon as I laid right back down, I was out. Look at that. So I'm telling you people, this is the real deal. And I usually, and I'm I'm a really difficult person. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this is
1: honesty's you, best policy. <laughs> if I'm telling
0: you this is the real deal, this is the real deal. You will be blessed. Thank you so much, Juan. And thank no you,
1: thank you so, so much for having me. You.
0: Make sure you tune in to the next one. Have a good yes. one. Yes. Thank cake.
1: you. You too as well.